All right, welcome to another episode of the Man in the Arena podcast. Today I'm joined by Brett Dunham, a sophomore right-handed pitcher from North Andover, Mass. Yes. And I'll let him introduce himself, and then today what we're going to do is same kind of episode as other guests, just ask Brett about questions, or ask Brett questions about his high school career, his struggles, and then his recruiting process. And his summer baseball and his growth throughout college baseball. Cam Aldonado, freshman outfielder, just walked in. He can't say what up because there's not a microphone, but he's a beast. And uh, got his first college hit last night. So congrats on that, Cam. <laughs> All right, Brett, I'll let you introduce yourself, and then I'll uh, get the question started. All right. Uh, so I'm Brett Dunham. I'm from North Andover, Mass. I'm a sophomore right-handed pitcher. Uh, that's about all I got. That's all you got. All right. What's your ma- What's your major in college? Um, I am a business corporate communication major with a concentration in finance and a minor in marketing. That's awesome. I was a uh, marketing. I had a concentration in marketing at Babson. So I got a sixty six <laughs> on my marketing exam yesterday. Hey, they all can't be good. There's going to be some hiccups. All right, so we'll start. I don't really know much about your high school career. Um, could you kind of go through, or even before high school, could you go through your experience at the youth baseball level um, and just where where you started playing baseball and kind of where the love of the game started for you? Yeah, so my grandfather and mom – love baseball my mom used to babysit jerry remy's kids fred lynn's kids and uh, carlin fisk kids when they're on the red sox so my family's always had baseball so i started playing baseball when i was really young um and it was just like when it came to middle school kind of when i wanted to focus on a sport i knew it was always gonna be baseball and i still played other sports but uh i knew i was the best at baseball um and then Once I was coming up into high school, I was a way better hitter than pitcher. Um, Like my freshman year, I was getting recruited by some pretty good schools as a hitter. (coughs) And then I started to pitch a little bit, and my coach told me that I should focus on pitching, that that would get further that way. So coming up, like before high school and in high school, for those who don't know you, you're a very athletic kid. What other sports did you play and then also, did playing those other sports help you excel in baseball? Uh, definitely. So, I, in middle school, <coughs> I played football, basketball, and baseball. Um, football was probably one of my favorite to play. And then I got to high school, and I talked with my baseball coach, my summer baseball coach, and he didn't think it was worth it just because there's – at this point, there's, like, a lot of fall things I need to get exposed to and, like, the risk of injury. But I wish I did play in high school. But I did play basketball in high school. Um, and I think in general, they just – they help you. Like, high school baseball at my school, there weren't many fans. Like, there wasn't any pressure. But high school basketball, like, as a sophomore, I was going out there in front of, like, a sold-out gym and – you kind of just have a shit ton of pressure on you and you don't know how to act, but you have to deal with it. And I think that helps with just like concentration and focus now for baseball. 
Yeah, I didn't think about that. When I think of like asking guys about other sports that they played and how it impacts their baseball performance, I actually never thought about the the mental side. Like you were talking about pressure, and I, I actually didn't think about that because in in Vermont baseball, when when you're outside in the snow, like nobody's watching. But if I'm inside playing hockey, there's a shit ton of people, and I, I didn't realize that that actually helped me mentally. So that's a good insight, and I appreciate that that view uh so i know you played did you play outfield is that right in high school <laughs> yeah uh left field in high school and i heard that i heard uh coach cobb saying that your coach said you're the you're the best outfielder ever to come out of your school uh <laughs> i don't know how true that is but i think <laughs> i'm up there yeah i've seen you i've seen you shag and track down some fly balls you're pretty good out there all right i want to move into the recruiting process i know you talked a little bit about getting recruiter recruited as a hitter but when did the recruiting process start as a pitcher and how did that how did that go getting into northeastern and how did all that start um so my freshman year i went down to florida um in one of those tournaments in the fall and i was just hitting because i was playing with like the age group older than me and they had pitchers who needed to get recruited so I just got a couple at-bats, and, uh, like, a bunch of schools reached out, like, some big schools, Maryland, B.C., um, and then they kind of saw me hit a couple more times, and I, that was it from them. So, and then, uh, I'm trying to think, and then I think it was my sophomore, my sophomore high school season, probably. Uh, I was the third pitcher in the rotation, and I was pitching really well. And I was still kind of new to pitching, but I was pitching and hitting pretty well. So my coach could tell me, or was telling me, like, I could try to go two-way somewhere. But then he, like, he asked me, and one of my coaches actually two-wayed at Bryant, and then got drafted by the Pirates. And he said if he could do it again, he would he would definitely pick one. Yep. So I talked with my coach, and I, I picked pitching that that high school season probably before summer um of my sophomore year where like the recruiting really picked up all right and was pitching like did it come pretty natural to you like when when you were given the ball like you probably pitched when you were younger but in high school for the first time like did 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 that come pretty natural to you or is that something that you had to really work on or do you think that just being an outfielder and athletic just helped everything translate on the mound uh, yeah I always like I always they always put me in the pitch when I was younger just because I could throw it pretty hard for like our age all the time um and then I could always spin the ball pretty well like I, I've always had a good curveball and more of it for me was just like being in the zone consistently um which I was my sophomore year um and then once like I knew I wanted to be a pitcher, and I started to develop to try to throw a little bit harder. Um, it became a little bit more of an issue uh, just because, like, I was trying to throw it a little bit harder and not really worrying about where it was going. Okay. So once you got to Northeastern, what was, like, the biggest adaption or adjustment that you had to make not, as far as seeing better hitters, but it could be, like – like anything it could be time management it could be workload and how to 
how to keep your arm in shape because for those who don't play baseball or who don't know college baseball, you're throwing six days a week and maybe in high school you aren't throwing. So what was the what were some key adjustments that you made coming into college baseball and and how did you make that jump? Yeah, so in high school and through my senior year I still hit. So I it was kinda new. It kinda happened the summer going into Northeastern when I played summer ball. When I, that was the first time I was only a pitcher. Um and that was a terrible summer for me. Like I got I got the yips bad. Um, my coach was terrible. He like was no help, and so it was awful. I pitched terribly that summer, so I had zero confidence coming into my freshman fall. Um, and like when when it comes to workload, like it it would have been nice to have like days of light throwing and and stuff like that. But like I had to throw the ball my hardest every single day just to get it to where it was going. So it was kind of just like the the mental battle of like I know I'm way better than this, but like why the hell is this happening to me? So coming in, it was more a uh, more a mental battle than anything. Like physically, you felt like you were you were good to go at the college level, but it was just you needed to step up mentally in order to yeah. be able to adapt there. Yeah, I knew I knew I had the skill, and like I knew I knew I could get people out. And it wasn't really a problem when I got onto the mound, but, like, just playing catch and, like, ha- always having that in my head that, like, I've been able to throw a baseball so easily my whole life and it's just not working right now. Uh, I was just kind of really lost. Yep, yep. Well, I also think, can you talk about, like, obviously we're talking about your struggles and your setbacks, but how did you, like, turn the corner mentally and, and kind of overcome that? Because be, you, you had... How many innings you had? Like, uh, I had like seven, five, five, two. So I mean, you you were one of the only freshmen to throw last year, and and then you went on to have an unreal summer in Pittsfield. I believe you were in Futures League All Star. Is that correct? Yep. yep. So, can you talk about like where you turned the corner or what steps happened in order for you to? maybe gain that confidence back or become that pitcher that you knew that you could be? Yeah. Uh, so my, like, senior year of high school, my mom got me this book called The Mental ABCs of Baseball, and I immediately just put it to the side, and I was like, I'm not going to read this. Uh, and then it was bad, and, like, I was listening to people who had dealt with this. Uh, I think his name's Chris Bard. Or Danny Bard. Dan Bard. Dan Bard, yeah. Uh, he was talking about how it's just, like, you know you can do it, but something in your mind stopping you, and, like, you just can't think about it. So I started trying all these tips, and when I went home for winter break, like, I was just, no one was there to watch me. So, like, I was just throwing balls into the net. Like, obviously I knew I could do it. And then I kind of came back, and it was way better. Like, I I used a lot of the tips I learned in the book to just try to, like, reset my mind and, and not think about anything. And I I was throwing decent, um, I would say, at the end of the winter, but still wasn't really throwing hard at all and, like, would be pretty uncompetitive at the college level. Um, and then as the season went on and I had some weekends to stay home by myself and, like, you got a lot of time on your hands when you're not with the team. So, like, I would just work out every day, uh, just go throw, get my throwing in and just – I knew I wanted to I wanted to be with the team come the end of the year. And then all my innings kind of came towards the end of the year and 
it, I improved a lot. And then I took that into summer and summer ball. It was like another step where there's no pressure on you at all. And I think that was big, just trying new things and, and having the comp and having confidence, like that first good outing and just ride on that for, for the rest of the summer. And I, they tried me in new roles out there. And I liked it, and I I thought about it after the summer, and I was like, I was just having fun again. Like, the the older guys on my team, they were just like, it's literally baseball. Just go out there and have fun. If you're not having fun, why are you doing it? Yep. So I think that was big, just like trying to have as much fun as I can on the mound every single time. Yeah, I felt so. We actually had very similar freshman years. Um, my sophomore or my freshman year at SNHU, I had six innings in the fall and I really struggled like I lost who I was as a pitcher I lost like throwing like I didn't feel comfortable I didn't know what I was doing I was confused lost like wanted to quit baseball um and then I went back home to play for the the summer team that I played for in Vermont and it, it just felt like I was just playing baseball again like I got back to what I did when I was in high school and um got back to what I did in even before high school, like when I was 12 years old. And I remember at the D2 World Series, I was like not even on the roster. I was sitting in the stands watching the games and I was throwing live for the hitters like a day before the first game. And I was in the pen and I was like, something's got to change. Like I got to do something different. And I was like, I'm just going to throw like I did in high school. Like I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can and just look at the catcher. And then that was like the day that everything snapped together like I was back to doing me throwing hard being athletic and having fun so I had like when you you just talked through that whole thing I I I felt like that was very similar to my freshman year and like you said in summer ball we don't put pressure on ourselves and there's no drama but then when we get to college baseball we get to like playing for Northeastern a lot of things come into our mind and that kind of takes away from what we're actually doing. So when we're able to just get away from that and just play the game, that's when I've seen my performance skyrocket. Um, so I know we talked, you text, you texted me a little bit in the, in the winter and the preseason about confidence and how to get your confidence up or, or what I do to get my confidence up. But can you talk about your mentality when you're on the mound? Because I've seen a huge growth from you from last year to this year you're throwing harder everything looks sharper you look like you're calmer and just having more fun so can you talk a little bit about your mentality on the mound yeah so I've always uh I don't know gotten mad at myself really easily playing sports uh it was probably the worst in basketball I had such a bad temper in basketball and then in high school my senior year like I would get visually frustrated on the mound and like obviously I would get the basic talk of I need better body language and stuff but then I came here and I had a meeting with coach in the fall and he was just kind of recapping like the summer and stuff and like he told me that like he wants me to to be meaner on the mound basically um and I really had no idea what that meant so like I didn't change much. I would talk to myself a little bit and, like, try to look mean, but, like, I didn't know what that really meant until uh, I, like, got into the right mindset. And, like, he really just told me, like, fuck the hitter. Like, you're way better than him. Um, so now, basically, every time I'm on the mound, like, I just say 
terrible stuff about the hitter in my <laughs> head and like how bad they are and like how bad I want to get them out and stuff and I think that's really helped me just like flip that switch from like the joking like kid I am off the field to like being that the dickhead on the mound not by like chirping the other team but just like by getting myself mad and trying to pitch the best I can yeah I definitely think like there's different mentalities for everybody like some guys excel when they're happy and having a good time on the mound but some guys need that edge or that little fuck you in them to to get to get what they need out of themselves like I think when I think of that I think of Pat Harrington like he he's a very nice guy off the field and he's very like disciplined and very um happy off the field but when I see him on the mound it's he's locked in and it's like if you're the hitter I'd be a little bit nervous in there like so that's 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 something that like I played around with too and I I think that I excel when I'm probably a little bit in between like sometimes I think it's good like for advice for younger kids to definitely play around with it like play around with being mad play around with being calm play around with being happy and see what works for you because it's going to be different for everybody Mm -hmm. um last couple things here what are some goals that you have I mean I know even though we're in season you're still obviously trying to get better what are some goals that you have and what are you looking forward to could be team base could be individual base both like what are you looking forward to this year and what are your goals uh well the biggest thing is just it's just growing as a team like getting close with people who who i aren't am not close with um in this team that's super that's super easy to achieve i think everyone on this team has the same goal and mindset uh so just getting close with everyone and then personal goals is just be a, be a guy people like to be around like be a guy who brings energy um who when people are having a tough day like they can come to me and just for like a laugh or for some confidence and then pitching wise just be a reliable guy like be able to go out there in any situation when they call my name and get get the job done and yeah I mean that's all I want to do that's that's what I talked about is just being able to pitch in whatever situation yeah I think that's interesting that you talked about just making sure that you're a good teammate because there's going to be times where like we won last night 11 nothing but there's going to be times where we're losing 11 nothing or kids are struggling and they're not going to be good mental spaces like and and as a team you need guys and you need to be able to rely on each other to pick each other up and when especially when you're down like it doesn't it doesn't it's great to have energy when you're up but it's easy to have energy when you're up and when you're down that's when you actually really need it and it shows the character of who you are and the character of the team um we'll we'll do like one more baseball question then move into some more uh life fun stuff but so obviously we talked about mental performance train like mental training i guess and do you do like visualization meditation any of that stuff and do you think that that helps with your physical performance if you do do that yeah uh so this year i started um uh, after talking to you and i'm taking a mindfulness class where they kind of they literally teach you how to be happy like scientifically or whatever whatever the word would be but uh so (coughs) the teacher challenges all to set a goal to meditate a certain amount of time every day 
And so mine's like 10 minutes after the shower every day. Um, and I think before I started meditating, this could just be me getting more comfortable, like playing college baseball. But like whenever coach Cobb would tell me to go to the bullpen or like I would hear my name over the walkie talkie, my heart would start racing so fast. And like my heart hasn't been racing at all. Really? Like on the, like on the mound, it definitely is a little bit higher because I'm doing physical activity but it's not like that uncontrollable amount where like I can still control my breathing and then another thing like when I'm pitching if like I get behind and like I throw two balls like I'll step off and just take a deep breath in and then deep breath out as long as I can Um, and that's like what Mike Pitt was saying about like slowing your heart rate down automatically and I think that stuff's just helped yeah I've like I wasn't huge into meditation until really this summer, and I didn't really know it would have an impact. But that's what you said when your name is called. Like last year, and even before, whenever my name was called, like going to the pen, my heart, like you get those butterflies like, mm-hmm. in your stomach. And, and I didn't do a great job at handling that. Like even though I'm sure from the outside everyone thought I looked calm, like you can never tell what's going on inside somebody's body. And I, was, I wasn't freaking out, but I was definitely nervous to – to to be out there and I'm sure you know that when your name is called your mind try isn't trying to act against you but it's going through all the negative situations that could happen like oh it's 2-1 what if I let up a home run or like it's trying to get you like in fight or flight and to be able to breathe and just focus on the task kind of brings all that drama away and allows you to do what you actually know how to do so I definitely think meditation is a huge help and in performance and if you're like i like to like say like like it brings you kind of stillness like if you're still outside of the game i feel like that's easier to bring it inside the game so like if you're if you can make yourself a better person outside the game you're going to be a better player inside the game and i think coach talks on talks on that a lot too but we'll move away from all this baseball stuff and just ask you kind of more fun questions now so um What's the what's the most fun thing that you do when we're traveling on the road? Like, what do you look forward to other than baseball? Um, it's a tough one. I think it's just like the little things of like what we just did, walking across a, a highway to a <laughs> gas station. Not because you really need something from the gas station, but it's yeah. something to do, and it's it's something to talk about. Like a couple of weeks from now, like. I don't know, and just being with your friends. Like, when we're all at school, we're all in super different places. We're not all in the same building together. Um, so it's a good time to just, just be with everyone and, and relax with everyone. What's your best, uh, like, if your go-to place to eat on the road? If there's, a like, one place that you wish could be at every stop, what would it be? Fast food or whatever? Um, I think Chipotle, probably. A Chipotle and walking distance is really nice. All right. Uh, and then last thing before we get to the rapid fire questions, uh, for those who have never seen a picture of Brett, he's got some nice flow. So what, uh, shampoo conditioner, how are you taking care of your hair? Um, well, uh, I actually, I talked to my mom, I was like, I gotta get my hair a little bit thicker. And so she did some research. She used to work in a hair salon. I don't even know the name of it, but she told me to use it. And they said I'd see results after three months of thicker hair. Yeah. And uh, I've been using it for about two, and my hair is definitely thicker. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll move on to the rapid-fire questions. 
Uh, first one is, what's your favorite book? Uh, I would say the the mental ABCs that I read just because it helped me the most. Yeah, for those who haven't read that, that's that's a great one that I that was like one of the first books I read too, and I thought that that was unbelievable. Like it's such a well set up and just really helpful book in life and in baseball. So, what's your favorite memory from baseball? And then, if you want, you can add a favorite memory from outside of baseball. Uh, my favorite memory is winning the state championship my sophomore year. Um, that was the closest baseball team I've ever played on, so it was good to play with all my friends. And then favorite memory outside of baseball is, I don't know, there's a lot. Yeah, uh, that's actually one thing, like I sh- when I was doing these in the first episode, I, I answered these, and I had no idea what my favorite memory outside baseball was because I feel like my whole life has just been baseball, yeah. and that's what all my memories are from. Yeah. Um, have you ever been in flow state, and can you describe it if you have? If not, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's. I think I would get into it mostly. I. I don't know, but it's just like everything's working. Every, like you can't do anything wrong. Like you throw a bad pitch, but the hitter still swings at it, and like you're just having fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think the key to the, like there's a lot of like questions on like how to get into the flow state and one of the things that I say is like you can't think about the flow state to get in the flow state it just happens yeah. like you're so consumed on that task and what you're doing that that's that's what it is you're just in the zone you're just doing you and and playing like a kid and having fun yeah um what is something uncomfortable that you want to start doing in order to grow um I question. think I think it's building better relationships with like people I'm not I'm not comfortable talking to and talking to people about myself like I really never do that like we have so many resources at school when it comes to like mental coaches and stuff like that and just dive into things that people probably don't know about me and just get that out there that's actually like everybody I've interviewed had has like talked about some sort of relationship with somebody or or themselves like it's crazy that that even on like this close of a team like I feel like last year I didn't really know everyone on a deeper level and that's something that I'm like trying to work on too and I'm glad that I can like do this podcast because I would never sit down with you for 26 minutes and talk about you and like your journey and now Mm -hmm. I get to understand that and and know where you come from um what's your most valued non-material possession that's a tough one to throw on you but i'll I'll let you think on it for a second i can pause it i would say it's like the the dynamic of my family um as of lately i'm the youngest of three kids i have two older sisters and i (coughs) i live with my mom so i mean there's a lot of people to turn to for different situations and like that's completely why who i am today and i wouldn't trade it for anything it's super valuable yeah that's awesome one of my favorite questions is what is something you often forget you're grateful for i know that's similar to the last thing but is there anything you like often are i would say it's the same answer as my last question like there's so many times where we are so busy and like it's hard to pick up the phone and call your grandmother, but it's really not that hard. And, uh, and to go off that, uh, I think none of us would be where we are right now. Like if we didn't have the support of our family, cause it's, it's pretty damn expensive to play 
baseball these days, and obviously they're always there for me when I, um, when I need something. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one, and a lot of people say that too. Like I often forget like what they sacrificed for me to be able to play here or to be able to play baseball in, in general. Like it's not it's it's not cheap, and all of the traveling we do with high schoolers and everything that goes on behind the scenes, I think. As we get older, we understand what it actually took. Yeah. Um, last question. What is some advice to your five-year-old self? Uh, just just keep having fun. Keep playing the game because no matter how much you fail, it's still going to be fun and you're still going to succeed eventually. So always stay positive. Yeah. Yeah. Keep persevering and eventually what you work for will come to fruition. So... Brett, thank you for your time today. Thanks for, Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, be sure to check in on rotation season and see Brett Govern and see Cam Alden really hitting ground. So, see you guys next episode.